Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. Welcome back to Looking Above. My name is Karen, and I'm so glad that you have joined Brooklyn and me today. We are still in our Between the Seasons seasons for today and one more episode. And then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yes. (laughs) Whatever that means. Uh, So we have been in this in between the seasons talking about things we wish we knew When we were younger, dear younger me, this is what I wish I knew before I went through all the heartache of life or before I did everything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I know you do learn the most doing things wrong, right? But hopefully you can listen to some of what we're sharing and avoid some of the mistakes that that we have made. So Brooklyn, what is our topic today? Today we are going to be discussing friendship and Mm. loss of friendship Mm. um, and what that might look like. Things we wish we had known when we were younger, Mm -hmm. which we were talking and we feel like friendship is a thing that's not really taught on when you're younger. So I definitely made mistakes um, and went through friendships that mm-hmm. I just, I wish I had known mm-hmm. more. Correct. I agree. <laughs> I don't think that most parents model it well. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's not shown how to be a good friend. It's not taught anywhere. It's a skill. I do believe you you learn it in the trenches right. most often. Mm-hmm. You learn how to be a friend from being a friend. I wish more parents would teach their children this is how you be a good friend this is what it looks like and this is what happens when things start to break down this is how you can do it you should write a book I should (laughs) should. I'll read it to Quinn okay (laughs) we should we will work on that uh in another season (laughs) but because it's not taught because maybe parents aren't modeling good friendship or how to walk through conflict and friendship, whatever, then we have these seasons, right? We've Mm -hmm. both been through them. All of us have where friendships break down, friendships fall apart, Mm -hmm. friendships are difficult or um, needy or clingy or just rough. I don't know. I hear from my college daughter all the time and she says so-and-so is having friendship issues She'll, mm-hmm. she's all the time. I mean, almost weekly, someone is struggling with another friend. And it's sad and it's unfortunate. And I don't know, other than parents aren't teaching it, can you think of other contra- – I'm trying to figure out why it is that there is such a struggle other than – I think this is a big one – our culture has become so me-centric. Yes, yes, where I'm not receiving what I need from this friendship, so mm-hmm. – 
Mm-hmm. Goodbye. <laughs> right, right. Or <gasps> she's hanging out with her and not me. And then mm-hmm. it's a very, there's a lot of jealousy. And I think that's got to be a big piece of it. I don't know what else has <laughs> contributed to this other than the fact that it's just not being taught. And probably technology is a big piece of it too oh, yeah. today, right? Yeah. And that superficial Instagram, Facebook friendships that aren't actual friendships and things like that. Right. So we, it's And that feeling of jealousy friendship. that you talked about too can be felt a lot through social media mm-hmm. and pictures posted and things like that. Right. But I love, I, the first, actually the first lesson that I've ever been intentionally taught about friendship was from you. Mm. Um, what was that at? It was a, it maybe was a life group thing. I can't remember Probably. now. We were in the yeah. landing, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, you were talking about circles. So, right. And we've, we've talked about it here on the podcast before, but it is something that is always worth revisiting. Yeah. I like to tell people to talk about it or to, to revisit the idea yearly, to look at, look at our circles. And of course, I think I mentioned it when we were talking about togetherness last year in the podcast. Jenny Allen talks a little bit about circles in find your people also, and hers were a little bit different than maybe the way that I've discussed them, but just talking about the, the closest relationships and then relationships, how they kind of go out in co-centric circles, like a bullseye. And of course, in the, the center is your relationship with God. And then if you have a spouse, that is, that is your primary, that is your focus. And then we move out to that ring where it's those few friends that God has given you that you feel that you have been called to the, or maybe it's not friends, maybe for some people it is family, that these are the people that I am to focus my attention on, to be most intentional children. with. So if we have children, that comes next. And then it, it kind of grows from there. But then there are those other friendship relationships that are the people that God has given you that you spend time with, that you do life with, that you invest in. And and then it grows out from there. Then there's the other people that you hang out with maybe or friendly with maybe, you know, or I don't know. It, it depends on who you are and where you are in life, but maybe it's life group members or maybe it's other fr- church friends or friends from an activity where your kids are, things like that. And then you've got, it just, it keeps growing right. broader Do you remember how many she's, people she said, I don't remember, but it's in the Find Your People book, how right. many people in our lives that we interact with, like in a week or something. Oh, right. And it, it was, was so many. Yeah. Right. But that we only have capacity to really be in relationship with like 30 to 50, I think yeah. like only in total. And then, right. But then there should be like 10 to 12 is your like circle. And that would include your husband and your kids. Mm-hmm. And that like 10 to 12 is the, what you have capacity to and really, really invest And then you really think about in. like the people, like <laughs> your cashier at Walmart that you mm-hmm. love to go see or mm-hmm. just really how many people you come right. into contact with. Right. My, my cashier yeah. at Walmart. <laughs> I just saw her. Oh, I love her so much. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do. I think that was so um, great for me to learn. It's a lot of intentionality and bringing it back right. to God and being prayerful. And that's why you say, and Jenny Allen too says, mm-hmm. I think to revisit it every year. Right. Um, because right. it can get really crazy and you don't even notice. Like right. people will just filter in to your inner circle mm-hmm. and maybe above your husband mm-hmm. or above your kids or somewhere that they're not supposed to be in unless you're intentional. And um, looking at that, then you don't notice really because right. you're just busy. And 
I know this is something we wanted to mention today is that all relationships aren't forever relationships. Right. Some Sometimes friendships are for a season mm-hmm. or sometimes the nature of a relationship is for a season. So sometimes there's someone who is in a closer circle for a season, but then whatever God moves them to an outer circle and you kind of st- take a step back in that relationship and God has other people that you're to invest in and be close with in that season. And so I, I it is very fluid. And that's why, yes, yeah. that's why we talk about looking at this yearly But it helps, I think women have often said to me, it helps me not feel guilty when I put people on a sheet of paper and actually draw my circles. Because when I realize this person is out here in ring number four or five, and they're asking for the time of someone in ring two, it makes me, it helps me not feel guilty when I have to set up some boundaries. Yeah, and have those (laughs) priorities. Um, I've said it before, but I've heard that women say they have priorities, but really it's all in a straight line. Like Mm. we're all, all, everyone and everything is, I'm just Mm going to get it all done. I'm going to be everything for everyone. And so when you can visualize it and name it, it's a lot easier to actually have those priorities. It was very helpful for me. So thank you for teaching that. Um, And then I think, What I really love and I've kind of delved more into is the inner circles Mm -hmm. um, and how those friendships look. Mm -hmm. So Karen and I, this last year, we've talked about it on here and we've talked a lot about it together um, is 2%, we call it, Mm -hmm. but those friendships Mm -hmm. that we call 2% friendships. And that's where you share the 2% that you don't want to share. So those friendships are trustworthy and, Mm -hmm. um, loyal. Um, there's a lot of characteristics you can give those friendships, but, and we got that concept from Jenny Jenny Allen Allen as well. She teaches really great things (laughs) about friendship. She a lot about friendship. She, has her podcast made for this podcast. And recently, I think it was actually towards the end of December, she had a podcast called 2%. 2%, Yeah. And it talks about that and how we need to have those relationships where we can say the 2% that we say nowhere else. And we need those relationships, those friends who aren't going to leave the room when you say the crazy, yucky, whatever things that they're going to still love you, what, whatever you may do or say, they're going to they're gonna be with you in the 2%. And the thing I think from that podcast that stood out to me the most was how was the, she was talking about feelings mm-hmm. and how important it is for us to say those things and then someone to say back to us how that makes them feel because when we share feelings it alleviates some of the stress and the burden of what you're carrying so if you say something that's really hard or really scary and you don't want to say and then your friend can say wow if I was in your shoes I would be terrified Mm -hmm. and then you feel heard or you feel like they have shared and taken some of that burden from you it's so powerful so I really love that but the other thing she said on there was that relationships are often the best of life and they're often the worst of life so our very worst times that we can think of are usually because of a relational breakdown right and the very best times of life things that we remember what we remember about it is the relationship involved in that and that's kind of where we're getting at with this with what we're talking about today is that if we do relationship right it can be the very best but 
relational breakdown is so hard. And there's things that probably would have made it easier for us if we had known those things going into those seasons where relationships broke down. Yeah. I think that part of my problem was, and we didn't talk about this before, Mm -hmm. but it just came to me. I thought that relationships should never break down Mm. and that is unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And if I'd had the tools to know what to do during a relational breakdown, then I would have been much better equipped, but we live in a broken world. So not every friendship is going to be perfect. And there's some friendships that are really intended not for life. That was hard for me. Yes. Yeah. So for people who are super loyal, it is hard when a season ends and the, and you move on from a relationship for whatever reason, you just drift apart, you actually move, something terrible occurs. It's hard for those of us who are super loyal to our people to step away from a relationship and move forward. And especially I think as Christians, we sometimes feel guilty, right? We read these verses that say we're called to unity And we think, well, that means I have to be best friends with everyone forever. But you said earlier, I'm trying to remember how you said it, um, that there's a way to be loving and not close. Yeah, that was really hard for me to learn. But and then I take it back to the circles. This is somewhere else the circles help me with, because if I'm clinging to this friendship that God is putting to my outer circles for a visual, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm then I don't have capacity for who he's bringing to my inner circle Mm -hmm. because I'm clinging to something that is no longer meant to be in my inner circle or take my energy or whatever that might be. And this takes discernment. Yeah. It has to be so prayerful. Yeah. Right. Because there are times when a relationship gets hard and our nature as humans is push them to an outer circle. Right. Yes. <laughs> this is hard. I don't want to deal with this or it's yucky and I don't want to talk through this struggle we have. So I'm just going to avoid it and I'm just going to kind of ghost you. Well, the culture, our culture <laughs> says that. It says like, oh, if this is no longer serving you, then cancel cancel it. Yeah. <laughs> if this friendship or relationship is no longer serving you, then you just don't have it anymore. You right. do what's best for you. And that's not biblical. So that's not what we to Christians is called to or called mm-hmm. to. So mm-hmm. I think there's that balance of we can feel like we need to love or we do need to love everyone, but that we need to be best friends with everyone. Mm-hmm. But then we can also go to the other end where it's like, oh, they're no longer serving me, then goodbye. Right. And right. you have to not be at either end of that. Yeah. So that's so that is where discernment comes in, where a lot of prayer comes in. Is this a relationship that is worth working for? Mm-hmm. That is worth fighting through this difficult thing. And I think a big piece of healthy relationship is the ability to talk in the hard times. Yes. And I would encourage, this is something that I feel is super important. I wish I had understood earlier is communicate, 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 talk, say the hard things in the moment or as soon after the moment as they happen, because the longer we avoid a conversation, the harder it gets, the more bitterness grows in our mm-hmm. heart, the more distance we put between ourselves and this friend. And the more room I think we give the devil to just really get a hold of us and wreak havoc in our lives and use us for evil. So this is something I was telling you that I really appreciate about our friend Sarah mm-hmm. is that if something happens that bothers her. For instance, I said something recently and totally was joking, but she felt 
like, oh, is there some truth under those words? And so um, they kind of hurt her. And she, that same day, came to me and said, listen, I love you. And what you said earlier hurt me. Can we talk about this? That's not an easy thing to do, to go to someone and say, you hurt me. Or even to go to someone and say, I think I may have hurt you. I, I felt something after I said that I didn't, you didn't receive it the way I thought you would. And to go to them and say, can we talk about this? So hard. But so important. and But then it was resolved. It you was guys resolved at that night. And then if, but it, like thinking of if she hadn't come to you, she could have just right. held on to and that. Festered. And not known <laughs> if there was truth behind it. And then there could have been all these lies that were in her mm-hmm. head that she was hearing. And mm-hmm. so, I, yeah, that is so important. It, it's hard. Uh, conflict or confrontation is hard, I think, especially for women, not all women. It is a personality thing and it's what what we're taught, right? Some people will just come at you and there's also a way to do conflict that is healthy and there's a way where it's combative and not Mm -hmm. healthy. And so there's that's another thing we need to understand in friendship is she came to me lovingly saying, I love you and I value our friendship. Can we talk about this? Right. And so there's a way to do conflict well and to say, I really love you. And why are we not talking about this? Or why have we been sweeping this under the rug? And I've been in relationships where that's done well. And I've been in relationships where we both just kind of avoid something and let it grow to the point where it is so unhealthy. Yeah. (laughs) And as I have gotten older, I just keep thinking, tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. (laughs) Don't act like it's fine if it's not. I think that's really good. I think that is good. Right. So there is a time when, Mm -hmm. like we've talked about, that sometimes a person is not in your life Mm. for a season or you recognize that maybe a friendship isn't healthy Mm -hmm. or you feel it, but you don't know what to do about it. Because Mm -hmm. like we said, on the other end of that is, oh, I need to be best friends with everybody. Mm -hmm. But you're not called to that. And Mm -hmm. I know that both of us have have had to learn that the hard way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. how can you recognize when a friendship is not healthy? Mm, good question. And I think some of that you learn as you go mm-hmm. and and you become more discerning as you get older. And so hopefully the more relationships you're in, you'll recognize it sooner and not l- let unhealthy relationships <clears throat> get to the point where they are codependent or just of a completely destructive nature, even. I think to me, a huge test in relationship is, is this relationship making number one, my life better and their life better? And is it in this relationship, am I becoming a better version of myself or am I becoming a worse version of myself? Am I becoming who God wants me to be or am I walking further from his will and further Mm -hmm. from his way? And if we have those relationships that are causing us to be less like God, less like Jesus, less like we're asked to be in the Bible and to become not a good version of ourselves, And sometimes that's really hard to see, right? Sometimes we're so close to a relationship and it has become so unhealthy that we don't even recognize that this person is what's influencing my own unhealth. We don't even recognize our unhealth. Yeah. And we've watched that. You you watch that easier in someone else's relationship. Sometimes we need a third party to weigh in on this. We need to say, hey, when I'm with this person, do you like who I am? Yeah. <laughs> am I am I the best Karen 
or am I some version of Karen that you really don't want to be around? Sometimes we need that third party to weigh in on yeah, that. that accountability. Um, sometimes we need to give accountability for someone else and say, hey, since you've started hanging out with so-and-so, you're different. This is what I've seen. Yeah. And that is a hard conversation to have, but we, we really need to look at that. Um, am I, am I who God created me to be in this relationship? Am I not? Is this causing me to gossip more? Is this causing me to complain more? Is this causing me to not be who I want to be? So I think that's a big piece of it. Are there other things that you would say, this is a tip off that, Ooh, maybe this relationship is not the best for me. I think there's probably a lot of little things, but mm-hmm. I think that that is a really good baseline of, mm-hmm. am I closer to God mm-hmm. or further from God mm-hmm. with this friendship? Because if you're further from God, then that friendship is not um, doing what it's supposed to. Right. Because <laughs> friendship is right. to bring you closer to Something God. else we mentioned is the one-way street. Friendship should be two-way yeah. street. So if you're in a relationship where you're doing all the giving and there is no reciprocating, you're constantly listening to them and they never listen to you. You're constantly encouraging them and they're never encouraging you or the flip flop. Mm -hmm. And you're the one who's always taking, taking, taking then maybe this relationship is not a healthy relationship. It sounds like it's probably become a codependency and Mm -hmm. not a good friendship. And so that would be another thing to look out for is, is this a very lopsided and there's a difference between mentorships and yes. this codependent relationship that Karen's sure. talking about. Sure. Um, mentorships, though, are intentional mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. is known. Like, I am right. going to be learning from this person and seeking wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, um, and these codependent relationships, they, again, the discernment, if you... I really believe that the Holy Spirit will show you if it is not healthy too, but you have to be intentionally seeking that often. Right. And we've both been in codependent friendships. Both of us have had codependent friendships and Mm -hmm. it's very painful and it's very difficult. And when you leave that relationship, there is a lot of guilt involved. I know I struggled with guilt for years after leaving a codependent friendship it's hard because we don't like walking away from someone, but we do need to exercise that discernment and say, is this healthy? Is this a friendship or has this gone beyond and become something that is unhealthy in both of our lives? And if so, what are my next steps? And sometimes it is to end the And that is the most loving thing for both of you. And that's important to remember and to, yeah, keep your mind on because it can feel unloving Mm -hmm. to end a friendship, especially if it hurts that person, Mm -hmm. which is a bummer, but it is the most loving for them because if it is unhealthy and codependent, then you are bringing them further from God, even if that's not your intention. Right. Um, So sometimes ending friendships is the loving thing to do Mm -hmm. and And you can still love them from a distance distance. and there are times when God will redeem and reconcile Mm -hmm. in the future when you're both healthier Mm -hmm. and that's a beautiful thing too and there are times when you you have to accept that this was for a season and it got to a place where it was unhealthy and now we both need to go in a different direction it's so hard we we just need to acknowledge that it is so hard even when it is unhealthy even when we know it's for our best their best 
it's a hard when there is a break. I asked Karen, I said, do you think you should just expect if it has gotten to that place that it is going to be messy? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you said yes. <laughs> Absolutely. But Absolutely. what we said, we wish we would have known. And I don't know. I guess if you learn these things before, it's easier to spot a healthy friendship or a healthy and an unhealthy friendship Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. These friendships that we've had that are codependent, if we had spotted those signs earlier, it probably wouldn't have gotten to a place of Correct. Correct. Yes. If you see these signs early in a friendship, that's when you start to put the boundaries Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. And you know, it's not that we cannot be friends with someone who's going through a hard time. There are seasons in a right. friendship where one of us is struggling and is going to need more mm-hmm. out of the friendship. But even in that, we, we have to recognize that that is for a season and that there will be a season when we need more and the friend is going to then reciprocate and give more to us. And in well. those hard seasons... Th- you, if you are the friend that needs more from your friend, that's okay. We've all been in those seasons, mm-hmm. but still your friend should not be your God. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be seeking that right. peace and that comfort from your friend. Right. Where friend, yeah. So. <laughs> so for someone who is in this right now, someone who is saying, oh yeah, I am right now thinking of a friend and whether it's a conflict that isn't being discussed and we're just kind of sweeping it under the rug or whether it's a, oh wow, I'm depending on this person too much or they're depending, asking too much of me. For someone who right now is just in the middle of this, what can we leave them with today? What would you say, "This this is the first thing you need to do right now. If you're in the midst of this, where do we go? To God. We look above. <laughs> we look above. But really, though. Boy, um, I set you up for that. <laughs> yeah, you did. But really, I'm thinking back to a time when this did happen. And um, I was kind of forced to step away. And not forced, but I didn't have a lot of control over it. Mm-hmm. And I was really hurt by that. And I did. I turned to God just completely. And I hadn't been because I had been idolizing this friendship. Mm-hmm. And in that time, I felt really lonely because I really didn't have this person that I'd been depending on. But my relationship with God, that that time was life-changing for me. And it still affects me today how much closer to God I got when I realized what order it should go in. Mm-hmm. And so I think that even when friendships or betrayals happen that there is a I know that there is a bigger plan and that um it will be used for good right so right that's also because friendships I have friendships that have ended that I'm still hurt by um but still I know that it is for good Mm -hmm. oh yes you I agree it, it is absolutely, we turn to God if that's, if that's where you find yourself today. Mm-hmm. He is our closest, should be our closest friend, the one that we rely on in all of these things. He will give us wisdom. He will give us strength. You know, if you have been betrayed, he will give us strength to do the right thing in the face of animosity, to mm-hmm. keep choosing to live for him, even though someone else might be really rude or inconsiderate or it's a difficult situation. He's the one that can give us the strength to keep moving forward and to live for him in that. So I think that you're absolutely, absolutely right in that. And the other thing, and you've talked about it here that 
I think is important. And you and I just yesterday were talking about some hurt from very far in the past relationships mm-hmm. that I carry that then affected some broken relationships more recently and to where I've I've carried that hurt from the past. I didn't mm-hmm. realize how much it had wounded me. I thought I had moved on, but now then when there was a more recent broken friendship, it's now affecting the future. And so this is something you've said before, but counseling is yes. another big piece of that. And whether it is professional counseling, whether it is pastoral counseling, whether it is finding your 2% friend and having someone to talk through and work through and process and help us to move beyond some of those hurts, it talking about things is important. Yes, it is. You cannot keep it in. It, like you said at the beginning of this, it's all coming full circle, right. but <laughs> sharing it, whether it is with a counselor or a mm-hmm. 2% friend, is going to share that burden and bring it to the light, which is important. Which is important. And then that counselor or that friend hopefully will redirect Mm -hmm. you to look above. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So if we boil it all down, look for healthy friendships, friendships that will point you to God. Talk, communicate, don't shy away from something because it's hard. Get it out in the open as early as possible. Yes. Share each other's burdens. Make sure your relationships are a two-way street and always, always keep looking above. We hope you have a great week and we will see you in actually two weeks. Yep. And then after that, every week. So that's exciting. And then every week again. (laughs) Yep. All right. Take care.